Donner, this is Mamma. I just thought I'd call you and tell you that uh, the fish was really good last night. I fixed it, hush puppies, French fries, made me some tea, and I had a ball. It sure was good. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.
Today is the day that we hoped and prayed would never come. The day you could only talk about if you used the phrases what if and just in case because you could never speak aloud about this day or even imagine it. Just thinking of the possibility of a day like this, even in the far off future, could be painful and cause a few tears. But deep down inside, we knew this day would come. It always does. No one escapes it. But if this is how it must be, then we must take these moments and remember, celebrate, and honor Louise the best way we know how. When I heard her time here was short, so many thoughts of her immediately came to mind. I've known her for 34 years. In 1988, she became a grandmother and I became an aunt. Life was never the same for either of us. We did not grow up with the typical grandparent experience, so we instantly became grafted into her family. It did not take long to realize that Louise was not a typical grandmother. She did the things most grandmothers do, like babysitting, quilting, cooking, gardening, and growing flowers. But how many grandmothers do you know who could be described as adventurous, athletic, competitive, and a lover of sports? Instead of a string of pearls around her neck, there was an official NBA team jacket around her shoulders, and she wore it proudly. I'm not sure she had an official bucket list, but I can't imagine there wasn't much left that she had not experienced. She had a deep-down joy and love of life that she was generous with, sharing this joy with all who knew and loved her. In these 34 years, I watched, learned, and observed, and can tell you things I know to be true. Number one, she never changed. I found this so comforting. Her hair is the same. She still looks the same. She just moved a little slower. Number two, she showed up. Depending on the time of year, she could be found in bleachers, stadiums, gyms, ballparks, theaters, and arenas. Wherever a grandchild was participating, they could look up in the crowd and always find her there. Even when it became harder to get into the seats and even scarier coming back down, she never wanted to miss anything. Number three, you knew what was important to her. There have only been a few occasions that I have not seen her in an Auburn shirt. And it wasn't because they were all in the laundry. She has way more shirts than that. And it only takes one step inside her house. And you can see the ones she loves most in this world are proudly on display on her walls. It certainly made gift giving for her easy. Auburn memorabilia or a picture frame. She had it all. So much in fact, she called for a slowdown on it. Number four, she was loyal and devoted. She wears a necklace with a picture of Lowell inside it and to my knowledge has never taken it off. And his clothing was given new life in the quilts she would continue to make for her family. 
Life was never the same for her when he passed away. She spoke of him often and always. Her devotion was also extended to her family, friends, neighbors, her senior center, and her favorite teams, except if a player moves. I'm not sure what the future holds for LeBron James now that his most loyal supporter won't be cheering him on. Number five, she did not waste time. She was a multitasker. She was always doing more than one thing at a time. Keeping up with her favorite team or players was done while she quilted, snapped some beans, completed a puzzle, or folding laundry. Number six, she worked hard and never slowed down. Taking care of her family was her occupation. She did not take many trips except for the occasional out-of-town sports event. I think her favorite place was home. It was her own little paradise, especially when all her family was there together sharing a great meal. Afterwards, they would sit out in the yard in lawn chairs, surrounded by her roses, hydrangeas, and peonies, slowing down and catching up. She told me a few times how much she missed the days when her living room floor was filled with her sleeping grandchildren when they would all spend the whole week with her. The kitchen is probably where she worked the hardest and spent the most time. It's where she fed her six children and hard-working husband from her huge vegetable garden. I know each of you have a favorite food that she cooked or canned and will remember it fondly from now on. I have heard Cindy talk about the canned blackberries and homemade biscuits that Louise would serve for breakfast some mornings and how much she loved it. The best part is Louise always shared she would never let you leave her house without sending you home with a couple of jars of something. Number seven, her hands. I could not stop picturing her hands and thinking about all the things her hands had done over the years. Dribbling a ball or choking up on a bat during a game, washing dishes, holding babies and changing diapers, driving her friends and neighbors to their doctor appointments, picking up the phone to call and wish you a happy birthday or Merry Christmas, making biscuits, shelling peas, addressing her Christmas cards, stitching another quilt, sealing up canning jars, and holding tightly to the cane she had to start using. She tried so hard to not get hurt or injured because any kind of recovery would be so confining for her. It seems her hands tell the story of her entire life. Louise excelled at being a mother and it kept her busy so busy that sometimes she would forget her kids' names and call them all out until she got the right one. You did not just grow up, you were raised up by an exceptional mother. She did not leave that up to you or leave it to chance. Being your mama was her greatest accomplishment. It brought her joy and filled her with pride. I see all the same abilities and characteristics in each of you. Some you inherited, 
Some you learn through her actions, words, and deeds. I hope that all the good days and happy memories far outweigh the sadness you feel and that they are able to bring you comfort when you need it most. Grief and separation are the hardest burdens we must bear in this life, even when we know it's temporary. You share DNA, blood, history, and life experiences, but you also share an incredible bond that is so evident. This bond became even stronger in the last few hours of her life when you rushed to her side when she needed you the most. It's such a beautiful thing to think about. When she gave birth to each of you for just a few minutes, maybe more, it was just the two of you. She was there when you took your first breath and you were there when she took her last breath. She left this world surrounded by and filled with all your love and devotion. It's a bond that can never be broken. Love doesn't end when loved ones are apart. It stays with one and follows the other over space and time and even over death, never letting go. In times like these and places like this, we are tempted to use words like over, final, or the end. It's all we know. This is how we perceive life, a beginning and an ending. Our grip on this world is such a tight one. One of my favorite writers, C.S. Lewis, suggests we think of it differently though. He gives us another perspective that I love and can hopefully bring some comfort to the many fragile hearts here today. What if what we are calling the end is only the beginning of Louise's real story? That all her life in this world has only been the cover and the title page. Now, at last, she is beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has ever read, which goes on forever in which every chapter is better than the one before. Hey guys, welcome to Stay in Your Lane with Gunner Lane. <sighs> I hope you enjoyed that little, you know, collage I put together right there. It's It's been a rough couple days, not going to lie to you. We lost my grandmother, Louise Thrasher Cole. On February 21st, 10.59 p.m. Guys, she was one of my best friends. I'm going to cherish every moment I've ever had with her. You know, my grandmother wasn't a typical grandmother. She was the grandmother that, you know, went to NBA games, that did, you know, crazy things. You know, I remember being out at midnight with my grandmother. That's how, like, you know, not crazy, but that's just how, you know, different she was from other grandmas. We, me and her used to go late night driving some, and it was just so fun. And, you know, I can remember of a memory with me and her going to Muscle Shoals, and she said, I just want more moments like this. Just moments of getting out of the house and just having fun with her grandson and family and, 
you know, it's just, you, you miss her, you know, and it's just, it's not going to get any easier. For me, it's not. She was my best friend. But, I promise you, listen to this song. It says, tell the world about me. I'm right here telling you. My grandmother was the best grandmother out there. She was one in a million. And you know, <sighs> I don't know what to say. She was just a beautiful woman. She was devoted. She loved her family. She loved God. You know, she did everything right. I know she did because my grandmother was my mama. I mean, you know, I loved her. Um, just know though, like, you know, this is not the end of the journey. We still have, I think this is like a cover book right here, like my aunt said. Um, she said, you know, like, this is just probably the beginning of a chapter for us. And, you know, it probably is. You know, we're only put on this earth for a reason. And, I mean, what you do with your life is yours. You know, I I think my mama lived her best life. I think she's up there with God right now and my papa. And, you know, she's probably with all of her family now. Even though it hurts for us, you know, losing her. She's gaining. She, <laughs> she's gaining you family members back and you know she gets to go be a memo up there as well you know I have a cousin that you know isn't with us so she gets to go be with Jatara and it's just gonna be a great you know it's it's great I, I I'm truly gonna miss my grandmother but she's a great woman and again one in a million one in a million <sighs> I'm just I'm just happy for her, though. You know, she's not struggling anymore. She's not having to worry. She's not having to, you know, you know, up and down 24-7. You know, it was getting so hard for her. It's just, you know, one of those things in life that happens. And, you know, it's going to happen. We all are going to die one day. And I just don't think I was ready for it when it happened. You know, I was with her the night she died until two hours before she went under. And... You know, I don't regret anything. I got to say goodbye to my mama. I got to hug her and love her and tell her, you know, that I'll see her tomorrow. Because <laughs> I was coming back tomorrow. So, you know, I'm just so happy that I got to spend those last couple moments with her before I got to leave. And she is, again, one in a million. I will always cherish the memories I've had with her. And I'll always cherish the, you know, the everything with my mama, you know. You know, the voicemail you heard from her at the very beginning of the podcast. You know, I, I'll tell you the story. I went fishing with a, a good buddy of mine named Chris Kirby. And we'd went and got some bass fish. And we took it to her because she has a little pond. Like, uh, It's not even huge. Like a tiny pond way, way, way back on her property. And she said... Well, go get me some bass fish so we can start putting them in there. You can, you can start fishing out here. All right, great. Let's do it. So I go and get these fish. And I only had I only had three bass fish. And I went in the house. I had brought the bucket out first and set it down on the, um, I set it down on the, on the carport. And I go in the house and I come back out and my grandmother has spilled the water everywhere. She said, well... I was meaning to eat, son. And I was like, Memo, I thought you wanted to, 
to go and be, you know, out there in the pond. She's like, well, that pond ain't going to stay stock, son. So she just pulled out the, the fillet knife and started filleting some fish. <laughs> so, you know, that's my grandmother for you right there. You know, she's one of those people that loves to, you know, you know, use what she has, I guess, is a good way to put it. Because she loved eating fish. And, you know, if you know my grandmother, she loves some seafood. Even though she was allergic to some of it, she still ate seafood. And, you know, just seeing her there just filleting these fish, even though, you know, the poor things didn't even know they were about, I didn't even know they were about to die. She she had a really good meal out of it. And as you said, you know, she had a ball. You know, I'm, I'm going to miss her. I really am. She was... She was one of them, and I think she is a cardinal in a way. Uh oh, I think she is a cardinal bird. Came back because I've been seeing them everywhere, and no, not because you know there's a million of them, but like there's some random places that I've never seen birds really fly before. I've been seeing red cardinals everywhere, so you know it wouldn't surprise me if she came back as a cardinal, a good old. Uh, you know, tiger, who knows what my grandmother came back as, you know, because she, she's probably an eagle, because she, you know, who knows, or a tiger again, like I said, she's probably, you know, this year is the eye of the tiger, so, <laughs> yeah, well, guys, I, um, I'm gonna play a couple more clips, and I just want to come on here and just say that, you know, Mama, I love you, and I'm, I'm missing you, and, you know, you're my best friend, and please know that if, I mean, there's, I know I, I don't want to say it like this, but if there's anything I could do for you, I would love to do it, Memo. I mean, you were my best friend. You really was. But I'm going to miss you. Uh, tell Papa I love him. Tell Jatar I love her. Tell everybody I love him because I do, and I miss him dearly. You know, she was she was the one to hug people tight. My Memo was a, was a hugger, so. Alrighty, guys. Here's some more clips of my grandmother. And again, thank you for listening. Gunner, this is my ma. I just thought I'd wish you a happy birthday. I figured you're in the bed, so. But when you get up, I hope you have a good day. And I love you. Oh, nothing. They're just hanging around here. Uh Caught up with the Brady Bunch. I thought two is all he had. No. You have a Brady Bunch. Yeah, I have a Brady Bunch. But I thought one's all he had. And, and then Landon wrote back to the Thunder. I can't have Brady Bunch. Huh? Blow. Hold on to it and you can get it as hard as you can. Put your food down. <laughs> 
Memo, I want to say thank you for always being a great grandmother and always being an amazing sidekick. I wish sometimes I was eight years old again and spending the night over with my cousins and sisters. We had so much fun there when we were young. I remember the home-cooked dinners you made for us and just having a wonderful family time. Memo, I can't express of how much you mean to me and the rest of the family. When I have children one day, they will know who you are and I can't wait for them to say, That's Memo. You're the definition of grandmothers. Every time I come over, you cook something delicious for me and it's more than likely a peach cobbler. I will never take that for granted. I never have left your house without a full stomach and I truly believe that no one else can ever make food like you do. I love your attitude about life and the people in it because you tell me how I need to not let them in my life unless they are committed. I want to know that I am happy that God gave me you as a mammal. And also, thank you for everything you've done for me from taking care of my bird to taking care of me when I was young. I want you to know without you, I would never know what to do. And man, I hope we get to go a ride around again just one day and just have a time together. Now, Mamma, I'll get some rest, and I'll see you soon. I wish to heaven at visiting hours So I could just show up and bring the news that she's getting older And I wish that you met her The things that you learned from me I got them all from you Can I just stay around and we'll put all the world to rights The little ones will grow and I'll still drink your favorite wine and soon they're going to close, but I'll see you another day. So much has changed since you've been away. I wish that heaven had visiting hours so I could just swing by. And ask your advice What would you do in my situation? I haven't a clue how I'd even raise them What would you do? Cause you always do what's right We just talk a while until my worries disappear I'll tell you that I'm scared of turning out a failure You'd say remember
at visiting hours And I would ask them If I could take you home But I know what they'd say It's for the best So I will live life the way you taught me And make it on my own I will close the door But I will open up my heart And everyone I love Will know exactly who you are Since you've been away. I'll talk to you later. I love you. Bye.